0: We're learning the second sikha of Parsha's Chukas in Chelech on page 239. This Sikha is a siyum on Mesech de Nida. It's quite a long Sikha. It Rebbe goes through many, many protim in the Sikha in a piece of the Gemara at the end of Mesech de Nida connected to this week's Parsha regarding the union of Tumas Meis, specifically connected also to Tchias HaMesim. There'll be a, a big discussion regarding Tchias HaMesim. And uh, a very Gishmakis Sikha. A lot, a lot of Pratim and the way the Rebbe connects it over here, is unbelievable. Let's see. Dinim Tumas Nefesh In the beginning of this week's parsha, where it speaks about the Para Aduma, it speaks about certain halochis of Tumas Meis. So on this Pasik, it says in the Yalkot as follows is Tommy. one that touches a dead body is Tommy. The mace atme but the mace himself is not Tommy. Meaning while the mace is the biggest source for Tom of anyone that touches it, nevertheless, the mace himself is not Tommy. The alkit continues, is Tommy. You touch a dead body, you're Tommy. But the The son of the Shunamis is not Tommy. What is this referring to? This is the story of the Ben HaShunamis in Malachim Beis, where there was a, a woman from the place Shunam that had a baby with the Bracha of Elisha. And then the baby died. And Elisha was Mechaim Mesim this baby. So after the Tchiyas Mesim, so there's no Tuma. Omru, so it was said about this, Ben HaShunamis, Keshemes, when he was not alive, Kol Shehoya Ima'i Bebayis, Tomei Hoyas Tumashiva became Tomei through this mace for seven days, like the halach is by any any Tumas mace. But then, when he was revived again, he immediately became Toy to eat Kachem. Someone that touched this mace, this child, when he was dead, and became Tomei, and now went and touched the Ben Hashanamis after he was alive, he would make him Tomei. This is the meaning of, of regarding this. It was said, that someone comes and says, if I touch this individual that touched the Ben Hashanamis when he was dead, I become Tomei. But if I'm going to touch now the source of the Tomei that made you Tomei, because you touched the Ben Hashanamis when he was dead, but if I'm going to touch him now when he's alive, I'm not going to be Tomei. So so the original source of the Tomei, will not make me tomei but you that became Tomei from the Ben Hashanamis will make me tomei That's uh, the Yalkut regarding this in So the Rebbe explains there are two different things here that the Yalkut speaks about. One regarding a meis vachlal, that the meis atzma is not tomei and the other point regarding the Ben Hashanamis, that the Ben Hashanamis is not tomei so thus was the yalkut va binto so Generally speaking the connection here of what it says in the yalkut. The Indian phone ve aim benosh tomei, that the benosh is not tomei miten prat. With the detail that it says before the aim mace tomei that the mace himself is not tomei. Kamam That's simply understood. Hey, yes, the mace atmei is not tomei. The meis himself is a source of tomei but he himself is not tomei. So therefore, the Ben Hashanamis himself, when he's revived, he could immediately eat kachim. He's not Tome, even though he was a source for Tome, but he himself is not Tome. So therefore, he can, he's okay. Even though when he was a mace, he caused Tome for others. That's the connection here. As far however, there needs a clarification here that the continuation from what it says in the first case regarding every mace to what it says regarding the benashenamis. So it starts off saying, or actually in the second case, it says, If you touch a mace, you are going to be tome, but the b'no shel tome. The will not be tome. So the problem here is as follows: the Pasek that the Yalkut is quoting is nigeya, one that touches a mace. So let it pin up. What do we learn from this? V'de'er'sh Yalkut as nor Tomeh. Only one that touches a mace is tome. In other words, the mace causes tome for one that touches it. Aber The mace himself is not tome. But now when it comes to the next case by the Hesophe, Chiddush, Ben hashanamis, the next case where there's an additional point regarding the Ben hashanamis. Here, the Yalkut is speaking about the Ben Hashanames after he was alive. So we hear, the Lashen should have been, and what, what should have been, been teaching us, That now, once the Ben Hashanames is alive, not only is the Ben Hashanames himself not Tome, but he's not even a source for Tum if anyone that touches the Ben Hashanames. As the negeia and b'nashal shenamis is nit tami, that is not Now that he's alive, so whoever touches this b'nashenamis that's alive will not become Tommy. So there's a much much bigger chiddush here. In the first case, we're saying regarding a mace, that he himself is not tommy, but whoever touches him is tami. That's the lashon in the beginning. But regarding the b'nashenamis, there's a he suffered. There's a bigger chiddush that not only he himself is because he's alive is not tami, but also one that touches him is not tami. But that's not what it says in the Loshan of the Yalkut. In the Yalkut, it says tome, that he himself is not Tome. Why doesn't the Yalkut say even more? That regarding the Ben Hashanamis, even someone that touches the Ben Hashanamis will not be Tome. So the Rabbi brings over here a pshat from the Mogan of Rome, which wrote a sefer on the uh, Yalkut. It's called Zayis Ranon. And according to his pshat, maybe we could understand this was a in So regarding the first case in the Yalkut, the that the mace himself is a source of tome but he himself is not Tommy. Zok the Maggan of explains what does this mean? I mean, what, what relevance does this have? The mace himself is, he's, he's dead, so he's not doing any mitzvahs, he's not eating any kochim, he's going to be buried. So what's the relevance of the fact that the mace himself is not Tommy? The relevance is that at the time of Tchiyas so when he himself gets up to Tchiyas he will not have to purify himself with the waters of the Pada Aduma because he's, he, he's, he himself is Tomei. So that's what we're saying now. The Mason self is not Tomei. So it's all relevant for the time of Tchiyas HaMesim. So based on this pshat, even in the first case when it's saying, even in the first case when it's saying, is the limud nigeya beikir ven a mesim? The main chedesher, the main limud, is to teach me regarding tchias that then the mesim himself is not tomei. Can as in beid the that in both cases, also in the next case regarding benashanamis, a mesatz and also v'ain binoshal shanamis tomei the It's saying the same point, is the Mace himself is not Tomei. So therefore, after a he does not have to be purified. Because he himself is not Tomei. So the main point that the yalkut is coming to say is regarding the Ben Ashonamis himself. That when after he gets re- got revived, he can immediately eat Kachem and he doesn't have to be Matai himself. That's the connection, and therefore it's not talking about Nigeya. The discussion here is not regarding anybody that's touching the mace or anybody that's touching the Ben HaShunamis. The discussion is regarding the mace himself and the Ben HaShunamis himself, that after T'chies HaMaisim, you're tired immediately. But if this is the P'shat and the yalkut, so then the question is, What is the yalkut Mechadish? Mechadish? So what is he adding when he brings the case of ein Shanamis after he says Aim mesatsmei tomei? According to the Magen of Avram's pshat, when it says ein mesatsmei tomei, it's talking about chiyas and ben shenamis is the exact thing, So they're identical. What's the chiddush of the second case? It seems like there's two different cases here with an additional chiddush. What is that? So we'll understand pshat in this yalkut with first discussing the Gemara towards the end of Mosech Nidah, The Gemara brings a Braise, the Gemara brings a, there brings a Gemara that says, Shalu Anche Alexandria Es Rabishua ben The Yidden of Alexandria came and asked questions from Rabishua Shua ben Hanania. This is what the Gemara says, Gimel Divrei Three of the questions that they asked were foolish, were, were ignorant, uh, out of ignorance light. the first question is the wife of light. So we know what happened to the wife of light. When she ran away from Sadaim and uh, she wanted to be with the in Sudaim and the Malacham took them out, she turned around to see what happened and she became a piece of salt. So the question is, Mahu this piece of salt is it a source of tummah? Amalaham Surah answered them, Only a dead body causes toma But the a piece of salt does not cause any Tuma. The next question they asked was, Ben Shunamis. The case of this Ben Shunamis that was now alive, Mahu sheyitame. So after he was revived, Is he a source for tummah? So again, Rabbi Shullah Hananiah answered, A dead body causes tummah, but not the Ben which is alive. The third question they asked, the Meisim the that will get up with So they themselves, do they have now a tummah from the fact that they were dead before and therefore they need to be sprayed up on them on the third and seventh day like the halach is with the paraduma, Or not? Or they don't need to? Seems to be three very similar questions. So here he answered them, here he when Tchayyas Amesim will happen, we'll be wise to know what the answer is. Ikidomri, others say that he answered, When Tchayyas will come with the people getting up at Tchayyas Amesim, so then we'll know. That's the Gemara. So before the Rebbe gets into the details of what, what we need to understand in this Gemara, the Rebbe gives the following introduction. We have already spoken about this many times. As all all questions and quandaries that the gemara brings up, including the debates and discussions that the Chachmi Yisrael had with all kinds of people, including mitzadeikim by v'chulu, they didn't believe in Teyr they didn't believe in the Chachamim. Ad be niddin di don mit anshe Alexandria. Here they're discussing questions that the people, the Yidden from Alexandria, asked. Their ideas, their questions have room logically, even in the Taita logic. Even such kind of questions, where the Gemara itself labels them as nonsense. Over here, the Gemara calls it divrei buris. It's, we're asking this out of ignorance. It doesn't mean that they, what they were saying was, was totally foolishness and had no, has no no point whatsoever and are for sure not in teider. First of all, Hachmi Israel didn't spend their time having discussions and debates with people that were absolute fools. And most definitely, why would it be recorded in the Gemara if this discussion is totally foolish? And It's understood from the fact that we see in the Gemara all the time that if a halacha is said and it's self-understood, the Gemara will immediately ask, why are you saying this? It's self-understood. So how much more so if there's a discussion that happened between Chachmi Yisrael and whoever it is, but it's nonsense, why would it be included in the Gemara? So it must be, so from them gufah, was Chachm Yisrael, v'Rab Zakai, ebn Zakkai, le'bishuah b'Nchananyeh v'chulu, we find different tanoim, haben mit zei gefirt, v'kuchem, v'shakal v'taryeh, v'merot es Gemara, alzachelik from Teirish R'Balpeh. So the very fact that they engaged these people in these debates and discussions, and additionally, it was recorded in the Gemara in the Shabbat, is mocha, as nid hatas amokim not only is the points that they were making something that has room, logically or reasonably, nor does art in seichol at It actually has even a room in the seichol of taira you can take from this be understanding deeper and clearer understanding from the points that they brought up the myth fert verstandig with this we understand was euch en faal when the learned them gelifen taisher balpa was and palti schailes and teines und die zerteken we khaye ze if someone wakes up in the morning and he opens the Gemara, and he learns this section, which brings up these questions and points that these people made. And he doesn't get to the answer that the Chachach Israel gave them. It's It's part of Taita, the and therefore even just learning this, you're obligated to make a Birch Sathayra before you learn it. So this itself proves the point that we're making here, that this is part of Taita? Now the question is, doesn't the Gemara clearly say that this is Divrei Burus? It's called over here, Divrei Buros, and other places it uses similar expressions, The only reason it's being referred to this way is because of a certain detail that was off, or something that didn't fit into the context here. But not that the general point that they made was completely off and foolish. Another point, in contrast to the answer that was given, the enlightenment of the answer of Taira shleima. so the question that they asked is referred to as Divrei Burus. But it doesn't mean that it's Divrei Buros altogether in the light of Taira Bechlal. It is something that has room in the, in the understanding of Taira. On... Now the Rebbe proves the whole point that he made here from this very discussion over here that uh, Anshe Alexandria had with Rabbi Shmuel Ben Aleph number one, the dritte shaila von Anshe Alexandria is that Oich Nach that Chuvas Rabbi Shmuel Ben Chananya It wasn't even answered. He said, "We'll have to see after Tchias and Mason. We'll be wise enough to know." So Rabbi Shmuel Ben Chananya didn't have an answer, and the Gemara refers to this as Divrei buras. Bays. We find a discussion and all kinds of opinions in how to explain what the questions of Anshu Alexandria was, not only regarding the answer. So we see that the Rishonim delved into their questions to see what was their logic, what was their thinking. There's something here I'll be it to understand what their question was. There is a pasik needed to teach me this idea that by a Ben shanamis there is no tumma, and that by Meisim lasad Lave there is no tumma. So the very fact that you need a special Pasik to teach this to me, it means that logically speaking, there would be room to say that there's a source for their question, for their idea that there should be Pasek. There are other eyes here from this Gemara that we can see that this this discussion, this debate or discussion, is is something real. It's not just something that's a foolish discussion about ideas that make no sense. So now the Rebbe gets to looking into certain details regarding this discussion. So the following are the, the, the questions that we have to that the Rebbe points out to look at to understand deeper what was this, this, this discussion of these three things. Alev, the first question is, was fragen the Anche Alexandria, the Shaila Bay, is in the second question. So, why did they ask, Ben Shonamis, Shehechia Elisha, Maal Sheitame? The Ben Shonamis, after, Trias a Mason, will he make anyone tome? Lacha Shechiaiu. Noch then, wie Rabbi Shur Mechananja, zwischen friege Amfit, he already answered them this question. As dafke Mace Metame? Ve ainit Siv Malech Metame? That only a Mace causes tome? So it's self understood that the same applies to the ben HaShunamis. after that there's no So why are they repeating the same question a second time? Then you have the question that mepharshim raised already. is a Why are they asking the question about the story that happened at the time of Baalisha in the ben Ashunamis? Not about a story of the Ben Atzarfis, which was a similar story, versus from from Teyt Lebedi Givarden, which was also brought back to life. Durechaliya and earlier through Eliya and Navi. Frier v'Ben Ashanames Durechalishe. So why is he asking only about the second story? Gimel in the Tshuve of the third and the answer that Reb Shlomo Chanani gives for the third question: L'kishe Yichyu Nechgam Lahan, and then Ikin the Amri L'kishe Yave Meisher Abenu Imahem. If he did not know the answer, as it seems, Why doesn't he simply say, I don't know the answer to your question? And this is the behavior of a chacham. A chacham, if he doesn't know something, he didn't hear about something, he says, "I, I, I didn't hear. And he admits the truth if he doesn't know. So why doesn't he simply answer, I don't know? Ballad, that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to come and answer this. Why isn't it said here that he answered them, that when Eliyahu Novi will come, so he will answer. As it always is, Eliyahu Novi comes and answers all questions. Why? Why Hey, Moshe Rabbeinu? Hey, it says here when Moshe Rabbeinu will come with them. And he does not conclude as er vet farem firin And then Meish will give the answer, which it seems like that's what he was meant to say. Meish will come and give the answer, but he doesn't say that. Al Like he said before, that we'll be, we'll be wise then to know the answer. Vav is the diakaloshin l'kishi yavai Rabbeinu imohem. coming together with the people by tchias amesin. It's, it's, it seems to be obvious, or it seems to be extra. Why is it necessary to say this? Zayin, Shinuya Yassignin. A question just in the style of the language used in the question here. In the Yerush in the first two questions, the language used is Mahu. Mahu Shetetame, shetame What would be the Allah? Does Tuma apply here or not? And in the Dritte Shaila, in the third question, it, the question is not asked Mahu, whether Tuma applies there or not, but Tzrichen o or Is hazar required or is it not required? We're not asking a question, what is the din regarding their Tumah? Does the Tumah require hazar or not? So what's the difference? There's a change here in the language which indicates a change in what the point of the question was. uh, So to understand all of this. So the Rebbe here will go and explain these three questions in great, great detail, one question at a time. Tumas meis is verbunden mit In general, the tumma of a meis is connected, and there's two details that are conditions for this tumah meis to happen. Aleph. The first is, the The removal of the life, when the life, when the neshama departs from the body. So then, that's the cause for tumah. Beis. But then there's another condition, der gof, so a gof meis. You need the body that's dead to be here, full, intact, or we'll not. We'll see the details soon, but you have to have a body that's dead to be the source of the Tome. And both of these details have different details and alohes that are connected to both, to both of them. Generally speaking, the first point here is that the life, the, the neshama, departed from the body. Main, this means the point here is that the entire life of the person has to leave. The neshama, and when a person dies, not that when one, one ever loses its life, its connection, but the entire life leaves. That's the source of the tumma. If you have a limb of the body or a piece of flesh, which are hanging from the person's body. Even if it can't return to life, yet to hide him. Because you don't have the full silik of chayis of the entire body in this one aver. so therefore there's no Tomeh. Tomeh is when the full chayes of the person leaves the body. That's regarding the first requirement. Regarding the second requirement, Guf meis is dafken. The guf mace has to be the body that's intact to the extent that his form and his existence is similar, at least similar, to the way he was when the body was alive. But if the body is burnt to the point that its entire form is, 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 is totally not, not, sort of non-existent, so then, you don't have the existence of a dead body. So then, toher. her. When is an And there's a lot of different details regarding what the what gets defined as still being similar to the body that exists the way it was al- when it was alive, and when is it not? So that's the second requirement in order for the tumas mase to be present there. On in them is the from the gimel So now that we see the two points. That brings about the Thomas Mace, we can look now at these three questions and understand the difference between the first, second and third question. So the Rebbe starts with the first question: the Pastos,. On a simple level, we could explain, as the them. The question regarding the wife of late that turned into a piece of salt is as follows. She didn't become a piece of salt, naturally. It was a nest. There are two categories of miracles. Aleph, one type of miracle is, as the nest is machlif dem teva, that the nest that's introduced here exchanges nature. It removes completely the nature, and now there's the, the Hanhog of nest becomes the new mitzies. It's it's machlev dem teva from dem zach It exchanges it into a new entity, and the Rebbe brings an example for this: vi Falf falth n'yodish ol moishah mitziras When Moishah Rabbeinu, speaks to Moishah Rabbeinu the first time, and his hand becomes white like snow with uh, with a tzaras on it. So now, what happened here is the nature of his hand actually changed. From his hand being a regular healthy hand, it turned into a hand which had this new condition that became the new metsie the new condition of his hand with this saras how do we know this hand now this new condition became the new nature of his hand as in we as we see that the second miracle was necessary to return the hand back to its original healthy state if the miracle did not Changed the condition of the hand. It was just a supernatural thing that happened, but really the nature of the hand was before So the moment the Ebishter wants to stop the miracle So automatically the hand should revert back to its original state, but that's not what happened The Ebishter tells him to place his hand back inside his pocket and then it will return a new miracle will occur to return it back to its original state That means that the miracle completely changed the mitzis of his hand. That's one type of miracle but then you have, as is in the Chadish the new thing that happens through the miracle is not totally exchanging and bringing about a new Matthias, a new nature. It's an added feature, a superimposed miracle that every moment is creating this existence which is not what it really is. which given by Kriyas Yamsov. And this is what we see happen by Kriyus Yamsav, where every moment there was this Ruach Kodem Asa Kola the entire night blowing and keeping the waters to be dry and held up for the Eden to pass through. So that's an ongoing miracle superimposed on the natural being and the natural state of things. Another example we find is by Makis Dam, the water was transformed into blood. The truth is, even after the miracle takes place, it's really water. The the, the nature and the entity of what it is, water, remains. Every single moment the Ness is working and creating something which is not really what it is, that it should appear as water and be as water and it it should, sorry that is, it should appear and be and taste and look like blood. How do, how do we see this? On the river, when the nest is Nifsa, and the moment the miracle is over, is Memele Nisbatl, and the In an instant, automatically, the, the blood turns back into its original state of what it really is and what it was the entire time, which is water. And as the devil proves it over here in the order from the fact that we don't find that after the miracle was over, that it was necessary to empty out all of the places where the blood was for what it left, uh, the, the, what it left there, it just happened in, a, in an instant. It reverted back to its true condition that it was in the beginning. Now, so now that we see that there's two types of miracles: one which is an ongoing superimposed miracle, another miracle which actually completely changes the nature. It's a one-time miracle that happens and changes the whole being. So this was the base of the basis of the question: By the wife of light that turned into salt, is she now a source of tummah? is the fact that her body turned into salt. and therefore now it lost the original form and the original being of, of a dead body. That's right, so one of the conditions of being to to be Metame, as we said before, the second condition is that it has to retain and be similar to its original being of what it was when it was alive. So what really happened here? Is this Nesri occurring like the first category of miracles that we said? Which means that it completely changed. Not a guf anymore. Now it's just a piece of salt. There's a new being that this became into. So therefore this piece of salt, which is not completely and purely salt, is not a source for any tommen. It's not anymore at all. The structure and existence of a body. It's a piece of salt. Or what happened is their nest is given Maybe what really happened there is the miracle was like in the second category of miracles. So this means even after she became a piece of salt, is from really The true natural existence of what's here is a body of flesh and blood and whatever a human body has in it. Every single moment there's a superimposed miracle that's creating this miracle of her being salt. So there's a goof mace. There is really a goof. As far as the natural existence that's here, it's a goof mace. So, therefore, they said maybe from that perspective, that's the type of miracle this was. So, the Tumas Mace should apply it here. This is an entity which really is still a goof of a mace. That's the basis of their question. So, they're really asking a question, trying to understand the nature of the miracle that occurred to Ishtar Shalait. So, yes, this is a good pshat here, but it's still not enough. Seems to be that there's another angle to what the question was. is a nit in the from Thomas If so, the basis of the question is really not a question that applies specifically here regarding Thomas Meis. This is a general question that can be applied in many different instances regarding a miracle. We have all kinds of miracles, and you could always analyze and see what type of miracle is this. Not in the gemacht melech. When is yet the shaila in an other So, if so, these three questions that they're asking here are not connected. The first question is a question about the nature of a miracle that happened in this case, and the other questions is regarding the halach of Thomas Meis. But doesn't this not It doesn't seem to be the case. If the Gemara, it seems that the three questions that were asked together because they're all in one theme regarding the halachas of Tumas Meis. So, therefore, the Rebbe says we can say that the basis of their question is something else. In addition to the chat that we said before, which the Rebbe is not refuting, but it seems to also be that the, their question was based on understanding better the definition of Tumas Meis, and which will apply to this case of Ish So here the Rebbe explains as follows. Well, how do we define the source of Tumas Meis that happens when a person dies, when you have a dead body? See Tumas Meis, now the Rebbe is going to focus over here on the first point that we spoke about before, the Silo Kanishome. That one of the first and major details to bring about the Tumas is that the soul leaves the body. So now what, what does this really mean? See Tumas Meis schafft von Etzem Silo is it true, that the very occurrence of the soul departing from the body, that incident, that occurrence itself, is what generates and brings toma? On we can um, so this uh, we can understand this this way from the fact: was Ever Doodle is canal is tahir canal. A, a limb of a body which is hanging from the body and it doesn't have any life to it anymore, but nevertheless it's Taher. Why? Vibal as by ib is nit given That occurrence of life completely being removed never happened because life was removed only from one aver. And you have to have only an occurrence where the full life of a full body is removed, that's that's what generates Tumeh. When you have a life of one aver that's removed, that kind of occurrence is not so major, and therefore does not generate tumah. Chach, as ed is as adiv and aver mace, Although if you look at the entity that you have here, look at this limb itself, you have a limb that's completely dead, that has no life to it. But if you look at the occurrence of the siluk an ishamer, there's a very big difference between the siluk anashame in general and the siluk an of one particular aver. It's much less of a siluk, so therefore there's no tumah there. So the point over here is, in, in, in looking at it from this approach, the very siluk itself, this occurrence of the neshama leaving, generates tuma. Other, or maybe another approach is siluk an is not a sibe of the chaloyis fun tumis meis aifin This occurrence of the neshama leaving is not the source of the tuma. That's not that occurrence in itself does not generate the tuma. It's the result after the, the neshama leaves. After the neshama leaves, what are you left with now? Now you have the dead body. So it's the result of having the guf mace which generates the tumah, not the occurrence of the neshama leaving. Right? So if we would take it to the example before, it would, it would seem that the halacha should be by the aver mace, even though the occurrence of the neshama leaving is much less in, by one aver than it is, by leaving the entire body. But as far as the result of the aver, the aver is a full aver mace. So the aver itself should be Tome. That's not the halacha. And the Rebbe in the order explains why this is true, even according to the second Neufin. I'm not going to get into it over here. But the point of here is, the second Neufin is, it's not the very occurrence of the, the, the Neshama leaving the body that causes the Tome. It's the result. It's the existence that you have now, a dead body, that happens through the Neshama leaving, that's the source of the Tome. The tuma The tumme comes from this dead body that's here. Das heißt, meis aguf, geworden, the says the tuma's mit was geworden The comes and takes effect on a body which the Neshama is not there. Und all brings a source for these two ways here regarding the Halacha of so we find dugmas the vekhirzu in in kame Similar to this question, we find regarding other mitzvahs and Dini where it's not clear exactly what is the requirement of the mitzvah. And the Rebbe brings two examples. By mitzvah Smila. By the mitzvah of bris see, the ikra mitzvah is What's Samila. How do we define the mitzvah? Is the mitzvah primarily the act of cutting off the Arla? That's the mitzvah. Other, the mechuv ikri is the Taitzah. What comes from Samila? Or the main point of the mitzvah is the result that happens after the act of cutting the law. Dasfes said nit kein orl, the new condition of the person now that his body does not have the law and therefore he is not an orl anymore. That's the main point of the mitzvah. It's a famous question. The Rebbe speaks about this in many other places. That there's differences in, the, in these approaches. By a similar question is asked regarding the halacha of covering the blood when you shech a bird, a chicken, and you have to cover the blood. So over here as well, the mitzvah can be defined in two ways. Is the mitzvah primarily the act, the act of covering the blood? What happens as a result if it remains covered, if it's properly covered? That's not, that's not part of the mitzvah. Your mitzvah is to cover, the act of covering the blood. Other, the mitzvah is the toitzah ve'tachlis The main point of the mitzvah is the result that the blood should actually be covered, as the damsel and dog, common la Allah, This also has different afkiminus that the Rebbe brings in the Haris So we could ask the same question over here, but to Tumas mais. What's the main tuma? Is the very occurrence itself of the neshama departing from the body that generates tuma, or no? That occurrence doesn't generate anything. It's the result that you now have a dead body that brings about Tuma on this guf-meis. So now, this applies over here to the case of Ishter Um And this is the basis of Tuma on this This is the basis and the content of the question here. The meis is is a guf-meis, if we'll say... That the basis for Tumas Meis is the fact that you have an entity of a dead body here. Und an is Was And the fact that one condition of Tumas is that the Neschome has to depart from the body. That's just a cause that brings about this new Metzies of having this dead body. But the Tumas really comes from the existence of the dead body. So then, Dumbled is verstandig bepashtus, as isto Leut is nit mit so in this case, by the wife of light, there's no Tomeh here. You have, you have nothing left of, of any structure, of, of the form, of the source, of anything of this dead body. Now it's salt. But if, we'll say that what generates the Tomeh? It's the very occurrence of the Neshama leaving this body. Zogin, then it's possible to say, as that the wife of Lloyd should be a source of toma even after she turns into salt. is given because by this entity of salt, this is an entity that the occurrence of silicon Ashma happened there. So the silicon Ashhamma generated toma, and therefore there's a toma here. Regardless of the fact that now you don't have the result of the guf maze, but the occurrence of Silicon neshama, which generates the tome, happened here. That was the basis of their question. So the question is based on understanding the gather of Tumma's maze. So what was Rabbi Shmuel response? Omalehem maze A dead body is metame, but not a melech. in time er now. From the fact that he doesn't give an explanation and doesn't come to to answer one way or another in the source and the basis of their question. He just simply says she's a piece of salt, she's not a dead body. Is mocha as this is nitkenafgimina? Or is mochach, as this is key nafkimina nit. So it's clear that it'll make no difference. It matters not. Looking at the first approach and understanding their question, what type of miracle it was, whether the miracle completely changed the whole being, or the miracle was an ongoing thing, and therefore, in essence, you still have the Guf of Abbas of Adame. That doesn't matter. And it also doesn't matter See the is not a sibbe from the Tome, or that the siluk is piled at Tome. The second way that I've explained whether the silicon of in itself is the cause for the toma or the silicon is just brings about the result of the dead body, and that's the source of the Tomeh. Makes no difference. Benkach or Benkach, either way, is Ishtar Shaluit, nit metame. The wife of light that's now a piece of salt is not Tomeh. While maize metame, ve ain't melach metame. A mace is metame, but not a netziv melach. What does he mean by this? Mit nvart When Rabbi Shub ben Hanani says, only if it's a dead body. he doesn't simply mean to say, as der Gov Zosaina maize. That Tumas mace is only when the person died, when you have a dead body. Varamaikamashmawan, obviously Tumas Mace is a Tumma of a mace, not anything else. No, or rather what he's emphasizing over here is as im The definition of a mace could only be applied to a body that's a mace. A a body that could be alive or dead, you can say that when it's not alive, that it's dead. But when you have an entity that is not either alive or dead, you can't even apply to it the concept of dead. Then it's netziv melach, is it alive? No, of course not. But you can't apply to it the concept of a maze because melach is not something that's alive or dead. So the entire definition of alive or dead doesn't even apply over here. So Mashenke inetziv melech v'baltes nitke mitzius versus begader from meis. It's not something which you can even define as alive or dead. It's by imnit nit kentumas meis. So by since right now the fact is you have here an etziv and therefore, the whole definition of alive or dead does not apply to it. So, therefore, either way, the concept of Tumas cannot be applied there. <speaking in Hebrew> Even if the source of the Tumas is the, the when the, the Shoma departs from the body that generates the Tumas, however. The tumma could only be regarding an entity that could be defined as a mace. The fact is, now that it's a Nitziv Melach, the whole concept of mace doesn't exist over here. So therefore, either way you look at it, the Tumis mace doesn't apply. says, move on, Vzdigimara ruftan, the shiles, divrei Buddhist. Therefore, he refers to their question, starting with this question, as nonsense. Hagam as the svodis, hobban an art and sechoshubata. Their of the points that they were making when they were asking this question, has room in Taida. While to the Tshuva, but nevertheless, when it comes to the answer, what the actual Alokha is, is. It's not even relevant to actually address and answer the two points of, of what their doubt was. the Either way you look at it, there's a major point that they were missing here that when you have right now in a Melach, that's not Begeder Mace that can't be defined, Bechlal, as a mace, the whole concept of Tumas Mace doesn't begin, Bechlal. So therefore, however they're going to define what the miracle is, however they're going to define the halacha of Tumas Mace, Bechlal, it's irrelevant. So therefore, we, can, we refer to their question as Divrei borus. This is the explanation of the first question. Now the second question. Ben Ashunamis Ma'o She'yitameh? The Ben Ashunamis is the source of tuma after the Tchiyas mason that happened. So, the Rebbe is going to explain, I mean, why is there a new question here? Didn't he just ask this question regarding Ishtar Shalot? And they got a clear answer that if you're not amazed, you're not metame. Da is the shaila nor mitzah dem from Here, the question is on a different point. We're focusing specifically on the first point that brings about Tumah, Siluk HaNeshohme. How do we define the Silicon HaNeshohme that's the source of the toma? Mitzada Gov is doch da, Tome. As far as the body itself is concerned, so there's, uh, there's, um, again, Mitzada Gov is doch da, Tome, was his nit, and that is euch, beget, misse, verat ze, ze, frier geremfert. If you're gonna look at the body itself, you have a full body that's here intact, the body was never changed. The body is, is just like it was when it was dead. And it's Begeder Misa. This is a body that could be alive or dead. So therefore, looking at the body as far as the requirement of having a body, Begeder Misa, you have that here. That wasn't the basis of their question. The The point of their question was, Looking at this point, that Tomek comes when the Chayis leaves the body. So what's the question? is so should I say that over here once happened, so that previous occurrence of the body leaving of the soul leaving the body is not totally annulled now he got back his life and he's alive so that that undoes the occurrence that happened before is even though, true, now he's alive again, but it doesn't undo the occurrence that happened before. What happened, happened. The fact that the life was taken and departed, that occurrence brings about Toma. So therefore it doesn't undo that. That's the basis of their question. It's a question regarding the Silukah Chayis. So to explain deeper and understand what the basis of their question was, so here the Rebbe will explain why they asked their question specifically regarding the Ben Ashunamis and not the Ben Atzorafis that happened earlier. In away from Vyaze, Alishat, and BenaSs. and how exactly Elisha was Mihaya Mason, this Ben Ashanami, Zok the Pasik, the posssik describes what happened. Ba Yal, Va Yishkovallah yelled, he went and he lied down on the child. Va Josem Pival Piv and placed his mouth, Elisha's mouth on the child's mouth, Vanova Lenov in his eyes and his eyes, Ohoppoval Haov in his palms and his palms. Va he bent over him, Va besara Bisara yelled and the flesh, he blew life into him, and the flesh of the child warmed up. He coughed seven times, and he opened his eyes. So what do we see from here? It's not this neshama that departed from his body that was returned to the child. Elisha blew into his body new life, From the mouth of Elisha, from his life, he extended and gave life to the child from his life. But that original soul that departed from the child's body never returned. So now with this we understand. That's why they didn't bring up the question regarding the Benat the soul of the child should return. And that's what happened. So since the same soul that departed now returned, is the mid geworden, the free the Gisilag so here they had no question. So this annuls the previous occurrence. They understood that in this case we could certainly say that what happened before was now undone by the fact that that same soul returned to the body. By however, here by this case of Benashana is since the soul never returned to his body. von that soul was gone, it remained it was removed forever another question is when he gets back a different and new soul should I say that maybe he still will cause Tomeh should I say that that original occurrence of the soul departing from the body still remains even though now he's alive it doesn't undo what happened before he got a new Chayis that original Chayis is gone or should I say, although it's not the same neshama that returned, but the fact that this uh, body was now revived, so that undoes what happened before. It does undo it, even though it's a new neshama, and therefore it's no here. That was the basis of their question. So to this, Rabbi Shuramach Hananiah answers, He uses a similar language to the previous answer, but here he's making another point even though the soul that departed, his soul, never returned. But nevertheless, the Ale whatever, however will define and however will explain Tumismais, Silicon the fact that there's the occurrence of the soul departing from the body. body, chulu, the fact that you have the dead body here, is Papa. That's all could be discussed while the body is not alive once he's revived and he's alive. is a mace, even though before he was dead is He's not gonna cause any tumma. Why? Life, Chayis itself, the very fact that he's alive, this itself purifies. This itself purifies from that Thomas mace that was there before. So therefore, the whole discussion is irrelevant. The Chayas in itself brings Tare to whatever happened before. So they were discussing to try and to understand that, that because it's a nunishama, does it undo what happened before? Does it not undo? So, what I'm sure is saying is that's irrelevant. Chayas itself is metahir, and therefore there's no Tome here. And therefore, here we understand as well why their question is considered to be nonsense. The Todea, Safik, Hobendar, the two stardom, the way the two approaches they had, and their doubt, has no room Vices, in them, see the silica v'et nimshach, or the bottle. The basis of their question, whether that occurrence continues even after t'chies Mason or it gets annulled, that's irrelevant. Da is matzef We have to look now at what we have in the present. the klal as ein chai mit that once it's alive, there is no tume. is the Since right now he's alive, is umetame but So there is no Tume, and he's not metame with Tumas That's the point of the answer. So it's a different question, and it's a different answer, as we see here. However, the Rebbe says, if them Kemenobregan, the question can still be Zain the the Ben when he was dead, is Dr. Zelba Gov Given Tommy. This very body was Tome. He was the greatest source for all tumma. How does suddenly this Tomeh disappear from the body? This Tomeh, where did it disappear to? So if we're going to say that the tuma is here because of the occurrence of the Neshama leaving the body, so now once he becomes alive, boom. The fact that he's now alive there's no tumor. That itself causes that the tumor should, should leave. Why is that so? How, how do we understand that? If the fact is there is a tumor here, so how is the fact that all of a sudden the body is now alive, and even if we're going to say that this new life is not undoing what happened before, it's not undoing the cause of the tumor, but nevertheless, once the body is alive, the tumor is gone. How can we understand this? Or does vert fashtandik api in yalkut shom le'el. This is understood based on the yalkut that we quoted at the beginning of the sikhah. One that touches a mace becomes Tommy. The mace himself is not Tommy. So what do we see from this? While the mace is the greatest source for Tommy, but he himself, he's not Tommy. And therefore, as it says there, is the Ben HaShunamis is also There's no argument about this. The Rabbi In the end, everybody agrees that the Ben HaShunamis is Tommy on is talking to me and then now there's no wonder about this in other words you, the obvious wonder here is how could you be the biggest source of Tome and you yourself are not Tome? the answer is from a is a the point that we see here is that the Tome of a maze, the fact that he causes Tome is not something that's logical that because he himself is Tome, so therefore he transmits Tome. no he himself is ta but nevertheless, the Zegzadis HaKosov, the Taita decrees and says that he transmits via zoktim psikte, as it says in the psikte, loya metame. It's not the dead person that's, that's Tommy himself and therefore he, because of who he is, therefore he's metame. Veloya mayim metarem. And it's not anything about the properties of water that have in it some kind of a nature that it causes to become pure. Hu. It's a decree of the Abishte. The mace is not necessarily Tommy but he transmits Tummah. The water itself is not Tahrir, but it makes a person Tahrir. So therefore, the same thing is over here also. Now that this body is, is alive, so therefore what happens? The tater says that that Tummah that was there before is gone. doesn't exist anymore. It's the highest the, the fact that he's alive, it pushes out the tumma, It doesn't exist. The same tater that decreed that it was there now says that once he's alive, that Tummah is not here. Poppy says, on. Was the The question that they asked regarding the Ben Ashenamis was whether the Ben Ashenamis will be metame somebody else. Is they weren't asking the question about the Ben Ashenamis himself whether he is tome. And as I heard the in the truth from Rabbi metame, metame. The question was regarding whether he transmits tome or not. And Rabbi Shubachananya says he doesn't." as the is Given, is Din the main point we're discussing over here is about the fact that he's with Thomas someone else. There is this Gzedis Akosov about Thomas Mais that even though the Mace himself is not Tomei, but nevertheless he transmits Tomei to someone else. That's the main focus over here. This is a unique uh, concept of what Tomei is. And therefore, the answer of Rebbe Shur is that while there could be logically room to say that the original occurrence of Silica Chayis was, was never undone and therefore there's a room for Tummah still to be there, but once the Chayis comes in and the a Mason, Tadus says that now he's not a source of being Matama. So this is the conclusion of the explanation of the second question. Now we come to the final question which will be the uh, the longest uh, section of the Siche, which will bring us into the discussion of tchias Mason. Mason lo astad lava tzrichen shlishi shvi i ein tzrichen azar. The Mason that get up for tchias <laughs> ameisim are they going to have to be sprayed with the waters of the paradum on the third and seventh day or not? so. We hear in this third question: Is it given the shayle tzizayzen metama by betumis meis? The question is not whether they transmit tumah to someone else with Tumas meis that was answered already. Only a mace transmits Tumim, but a chai doesn't. So, so what? After a HaMesim, so there's no, he's not transmitting Tumim to anyone. Even looking at the question, before you come to the Bishu ben question, the basis of their whole question was by the ben because the soul that departed never returned. It was a new life that came from Elisha. So we understand that by loss of love, there's no such a question. It's the very same Shama that departed that returns to the body. The two that were living life together, the Shama returns them and brings them back together and then judges them together. So it's the same Shama is Even looking from their approach of their questions, it's understood that there's no question there, that it undoes what happened when a person dies. Trias and undoes all of that, and the Shaman Gov come back together. So, what is the basis of their third question here? What were they asking? The Shayle is given. vi Zogin, as the Mepharshim here explained, that if it brings the of Sam and others say that the basis of their question is. Will they all themselves be tome because of the fact that they touched Thomas Meis? Which means what? In Guf. At the moment of Tchei what happens here? They is just taking a body which is dead and creating and transforming and bringing life into it and turning it into a live Guf. So at that moment of A mason, when it transforms from being a dead body to a live body, the live body, so to speak, touched the dead body. So therefore, maybe the person himself should be Tomei because he touched a dead body. And the shayle is, therefore, the question is whether they need a paradum or not. Is Tumas Meis only when there's a separate entity, another person that touches a dead body? Here this is an interesting example where you touched yourself. You were dead and now you're alive. You touched yourself and you were dead. Is there such a thing? Do you become Tommy? Or no, Tumas Meis is even in this kind of uh, case where they touch themselves. Tumas Meis applies here as well. And therefore, they need to have the, the, the waters of the Pada Duma. That's the question. Regarding, this is a new concept here, a completely new question. Touching themselves, whether there's Tuma or not. So we can say, generally speaking, as the sophic is tolui ba'asvore, vi'ezo yvet zayin de This will depend on exactly how the Tchia take place, what's happening. Aleph, one way that this could be happening is, See, as that epus bliden engulfed and sein to mitzias, if there's going to be any remnants of the entity of the body that was there before, nor to them that sukum and teisvis ve'schatchos and binyan aguf, and then the evish is going to take whatever remains and build it up again to create the full body. What's behind there is farand in the gie in a chelik for naguf memes. If that's the case, if that's atchiasa mason takes place, so then yes, there's the, the, the part that's left, and then the rest of the body that's built on that, which touches that part, which is mace, and therefore it requires to be um, to have the words of the paraduma asadlavay. or maybe atchiasa mason happens differently. Other It'll be all completely. Abisha will renew the body completely. There's nothing that will be left from the body that was there before. It completely disintegrates, and now Abisha rebuilds the body from scratch. So then there's no need for us There was no touching of the new body in the previous body that disintegrated completely. The Rebbe Now, since we understand there that the basis of their question, they're not really asking a question about the halacha of having an understanding of the concept of tumas meis. They're really asking a question about how is Trias and meisin going to happen? What are the facts? So therefore, they ask their question. Beloshen tsrichen azar or ain't azar? Is azar required or not? Underagdame fun mahu. They're not asking mahu, like, what's the halacha? They're not asking a uh, shayla regarding a halacha of Tumas Meis. They're asking a shayla regarding the facts of Tchiyas and Meisim. So as is nit in din This is not really a suffix about whether maga atzmai causes tumma or not. It does. Touch yourself when you're Tomei. That causes tuma. Now, the Shaila is in Amatzius. They're asking about the facts. How is the going to take place? Will it obligate? Will it be required to have Azor or not? As the Rebbe explains. So this is the different reason and the difference of the language of this question. That's the general chat in their question. But now the Rebbe is going to give us a more specific analysis of understanding what the basis of their question is so in more detail, the Mishnah in We can understand this with a Mishnah in Mesahta Kalim. The Mishnah there says as follows. A bed that became a tome medris, which is when Azov sits or lies on this bed and it becomes tome. Now what happened? So one of the long poles or, or supports on the side of the bed broke. And then Vitikna, he repaired it. Tmei medris, It still remains a tmei medris, Just one support breaking. It's still a bed. And therefore, the tumer that was on it before never gets removed. The Allah by tumer always is. When you have a keili or anything, any piece of furniture, if it's totally broken and it can't be used at all, so then the tumba leaves. It's not a keili anymore. But over here, if one support and the, and the, and the length broke, so then it's still tmei medres. V'baltaz, it's vei Rucha is da. The other support on the other side was still there. Nish now if the second support broke, and then you fix the bed, to in a it will be completely tomai from the original tumma of medris, which the person that sat in it made a tome. And the reason is the Panem Khadasha is Baolakan. It's like a new bed. The bed before had the two supports, and both of those supports were broken and removed, and now you fixed it and created two new supports. It's like a new entity, it's like a new bed. So the Tumah of before does not exist now on this new bed. Aval, however, Tumeya Maga It will be Tome because it touched the bed that was Tome Medris. What does this mean? the Because the first Arucha, the first support when you fixed it, touched the bed when it was still Tome Madras. In other words, what happened over here is one support broke, and it's still Tommy Medris. He fixed that support, and then the second support broke after he had already fixed the first one. Now the second support breaks, and then he fixed the second support. So we say that the bed the, the, does not have the original Tomei Medris because it's like a new bed. It's a Panem Chadoshis. Both supports were broken. It's a new bed. However, it happened in two stages. When you added and fixed the first support, that fixed support that you added to the bed touched the bed while it was Tommy Medris. Because when you were fixing it, the second support didn't break yet. So it touched the bed that was Tommy Medris. So therefore, even after the second support will break, and now we're going to say Panim Khadasha. so therefore the original Thomas Medris left, but the fact that the first support, when you fixed it, touched the bed that was Tommy Medris, so it becomes Tommy because it touched. Thomas Meadre. So you're original with even if you're not the original Toma, but you're original with Toma. The says, sorry, let me just finish the Mishnah here. Loi hispik l'saken esarishaina, archenishbirasnei. However, if you did not fix the bed until after the second support broke, then T'ahayra Filofun Maga Madras. Then it's going to be completely Taherah, not only from the original Tumas medris, but even also not Tommy for touching a Tumas Madras. Because when you fix the first support, it wasn't a bed anymore. The second one was broken already, so then the entire Tumas left. So it never touched anything. If you're fixing it while the other part of the Kaeli is still there, so the Tumas Medris is still present here, is the Tumas Maga. So then, this new support, the first support that you're fixing, is touching a bed that has Tumas Medris. But der geworden. But if you wait until the second support breaks and now you fix the first and second support, is' Tumis It didn't touch a bed that's Tommy Madras, because the Thomas Madras is gone when the second support was broken, they didn't touch anything which is Tommy. That's the Mishnah regarding Thomas Madras. So now that Rebbe will apply this same thing regarding Triesa Mason, we have to see how is Triesa Mason happening. In Sanhedrin, so the Gemara in Sanhedrin speaks about Chias and Mesim and it says as follows. amale leh Gamliel, the emperor said to Rabbi Gamliel, Amrisu, you say, the Shachvi Chaya, that the people that are dead are going to be revived. Chohava Afra, but aren't they dust? The Afra Mikachaya, could dust be alive? Amrale leh so Rabbi Gamliel's daughter, not, not Rabbi Gamliel's daughter, sorry, the Kayser's daughter There is that is, says to, uh, to uh, Rabbi Gamliel, Shavke, leave him, you don't have to answer I'll give him the answer. There are two craftsmen in our city. Echod in a mayim. One can create a piece of uh, Kali or furniture out of water. Another one can create out of, out of mortar. Which one of them is more praiseworthy? So the emperor says, of course, the one that has the talent to create out of water is much more praiseworthy. So, Amralai, so his daughter says to him, The Abisha creates a human being from fluid, from liquid, from a tip of srucha. So, most definitely from water, now from this body that disintegrates and becomes earth. It, 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 it is, it is for sure, the Abisha could create this body. That was her answer. The and the yeshiva of Rabbi Shemal, they said that her answer was a bit different. She said as follows, I'll give you a calvo from how a glass keli is fashioned. Which is fashioned by a human being. He breathes and blows into the, into the material to create the shape of the glass. If it breaks, so what do you do? You melt it again, and then you make it all over again. So, Basav Adam, by a human being, Sheberuch HaShel which is created by the breath of the Eibishter, Allah has come comma most definitely when he breaks or when he dies, most definitely could be fashioned and created all over again. Those were the two answers, the two versions of the answers that the daughter of the emperor gave. So this will give us an indication going back to the point that we spoke about before, how is tchias Mason happening? These two examples and explanations. It expresses, it's not just two different examples, but it expresses two different ways of how Tchiyas happens. If we look at the first example that the Evishter creates, he forms from water, he forms from water, is Chach as their Din, to Mesmeis is done it So although the Tumas Meis of before Tchiyas ameisim, as we explained before, is not here anymore, because the nisham is being returned to the body. That uh, now it's new, it's alive, it's a new entity. It's a new mitzvah of the person that's created, just like we say, by the bed, that both supports break, and now you fix it. It's a new bed. So the same thing over here regarding Tchiyas ameisim. So... If the Ebeshev makes Tchir the from creating the body from the tit, but it's definitely a Panam chadoshis. There was no structure of a body before. The Abish creates an entire new structure, so it's a Panam chadoshis. It's a new entity in that sense. However, yes, it's a Panam chadoshis, but a secondary Tuma which means that you touch Tomeh, that there still is over here. Like in the case of the bed, when you add the support there before the second support broke, so it's touching Tomeh. So over here as well, as well we balt, this is from If the way Tchias happens, that there's some, there's some remnants from before, what's from them is that and the creates the structure of the full body from this offer or from this mortar, the tit that's there before, from the body, so then there should be a here, it touched that. from the Mishnah in Kalim. like the case in Kalim over there where it touches the tuma, the, the 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 support of the bed touched the tuma of the bed and therefore becomes It Seems to be the first case in the Mishnah of Kalim, but okay, but it says here the zvei then But then in the second example that was compared to a glass that breaks, is the Kavane, as I said, K'launit, K'enshaychis, to the free, the gemitziis. What happens by Tchiyas, ameis, ameis, an absolutely new body that the Ebershop creates here. Varen, by K'lis, chuchis, what happens by glass that crashes and breaks, is the din, as durich nishberu, when it breaks, it's, it has, it's not a keli at all, on oibziz, then given tome, when it's a Torah becomes completely toher, and the Rebbe here brings from Rashi in the Moshe. What happens by the klis If you want to take broken glass and then use the same broken pieces to make a new keli of it, they're going to have to first completely melt it into a liquid, and then it could be fashioned again to be a Klish Chuchus. So the entity that was there before is completely annulled. nothing, No remnants of it. So if that's the analogy, Al-Derech as <laughs> az ditchies ba keli from that now by Trias HaMesim, there's a new keli, like, just like, like a, the, new, the new keli that's made from klis Chuches that broke, not related at all to the previous entity. There's a new body here. So on this new body, it never touched the previous entity. It's not one entity that was there that you built and formed that into a new body. It lets the file in the Mishnah by Tumas Medris, like it is in the last case that's mentioned here in this Mishnah. And therefore, there's no need for azah. there was no, It never touched Tumas Mace. So that was the basis of their question. So the point that I is making over here is their question was not about. Whether they are tumah because they were once dead, and they, even though now they're alive, should I say because they were once dead, the tumah continues. That we know, he already answered in the previous questions that the tumah does not continue now that they're a However, there's a new question here: the in How is tchias taking place? So what is his answer? When Trias ameisim will happen, we'll be wise and we'll see we made a bit clever. and then We'll see how Tri Amason is going to happen, and then the din will become clear. So that's what he meant when he said, so he didn't just say, "I don't know." He said, "Look, let's wait and see what's going to happen, how Triesa Mason will take place." I think the second version of the answer: Idomri. What he said was when Mesha Rabbeinu will come with them, that's what we'll know. That's how we'll know. Here the Rebbe is gonna focus at great length to explain this answer. Leiten Ekedamri is the nit if delasid. According to this second version, it's not just another version of the answer, but from this second version we could also see that there was a completely different question here. It wasn't a question about Khhiyah in general, Love. It's Rabbi Yeshua B'chanani's opinion in the Medrash that the way T'chiyah Sameisim takes place is there's the loose bone that remains and from there the to build the structure of the entire body. So there it's clear that definitely there will be the Tumas Mage B'ameis as we'll soon explain. Nor is the question was specifically regarding the generation of Meshe Rabbeinu, the people that died in the Midbar. That's what the question was about. Now why should that generation be any different? So the rabbi here brings the reason. There's an argument regarding the generation of the Midbar. They have no portion. They have no portion. Held as yeshlem They do have a portion of Rabbe vin the Basre, which tells us the story that yeah, R- 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 Rabbi was walking through the midbar and he encountered the skeletons of their body, and he saw that they were lying. And they seemed extremely happy, like they drank wine. Is Vidas It seems like the opinion of Raballah that they're happy because they have a chailik and a Alamaba. So now here again, the Rebbe brings back the two afanim regarding tchias amesim. Vihine in dem oifin atchive b'chlal gefint men When it comes to tchias amesim, we find two opinions how it happens. Aleph. One opinion is as the that sign fun etzem luz was came with it nifsa. There's a body at the top of the spine of a person that is called the luz bone, and it never disintegrates. On if state, stayed yichyu meisecha. That Debuscher revives the dead, Onet not Yivra, doesn't say that Debuscher creates the body from scratch, while the Eifener sein nit durch waschaffen in ganzen aneim gov, because Triyevet's amazing is not by creating a new body, nor dem gov, wird nivnevern fundemetzam los. The body will be, the structure of the body will be revived and, and built from that losba. That's one opinion that it says in the Medrish. Then Bei's we are stated in Perket Rabbe he describes Chiesa Amesam a bit differently. Eini mishtayim and Aguf elikemoloy Tarve the Rekev. I only leave over of the body a spoonful of Rekev of what crumbled from the body, like it's, it's almost like dust and earth. and that part of the body that crumbled now mixes into the earth. Ofa Oretz Kesayir. It mixes into the earth. Like what happens, out of bi'isa. Like when you add yeast to the dough, and then just like when yeast is added to the dough, it rises and it creates a whole uh, to, to make big bread out of it, whatever. So too over here, at the time of tchiasa mason, the will take this spoonful of disintegrated of the body, that's like like earth, and it will mix with the earth of the of the of the land, and it'll it'll be created into the body. Those are the two different opinions that we find, either from the and Luz or rekev it'll be completely rotten and crumbled, the, the remnants of the person's body. So now we can say, regarding this Machleikis, whether the generation of the Midbar will be zeichet etchir sameisem to Elam Abba or not. As Dostas Rabbe Kivu as der Deir midbar, ein leham chelik lo Abba. When Rabbe says that that generation will not come to Abba, is the Mechuvim, what he means is, as zayde ze, zeirugufim, vetnet blyden kein Metzius, Regarding them, regarding that generation, their laws will not remain. They'll be completely disintegrated, and therefore these bodies will not be to That's what he was referring to. After they will become tarved rekev, that it will disintegrate and become rotten, like crumble completely, like a spoonful of rekev. Even they will be revived at Chiyas Mason. He wasn't completely counting them out of Chiyas Mason. It's just that they won't be zechet at Chiyas like everybody else. So in Rabbi Kiva's opinion, we could see that the diet of the Midbar is unique, is different. This itself was the basis of the third question. Wie wird sein der von Midbar? What is How is this Tchiyas HaMesim going to happen? This Machleukes, between Abakim and Rabbi Loza, was the basis of their question. Tzien Anoifin, asfumitzih esaguvet, etzem luz. Is Tchiyas HaMesim going to happen from the bone, the luz? Lo- the lo- and if that's the case, it's necessary to have a azor when they stand up. But etzem is mutama bemage. If you have a bone, what's the smallest size of a dead body that will cause tum, will transmit tum if you touch it. If you have a bone, that's as small as a barley. And therefore, if the Tchiesa Amason comes from the Luz, so therefore the Luz is large enough to cause tum if you touch it. So therefore they would be Tome because their body was built from this Luz and it touched the Luz when it was dead. And therefore there's a Tumas Magi here. Oh but if it will disintegrate to the point that it will crumble completely so then is an then there's no need for any azor. Well is mag when you have the body that crumbles into like a dust, it does not cause any tumor by touching it nor by oil. it touches it causes tumor if you're under a roof if you're under a tent. When I fill it with oil. Even when you are under oil, there are certain conditions, only specific cases is it caused to me. If he's buried not dressed, in a coffin of marble, or glass, and he's, it's, he's, the body is fully complete over there. If, even if it crumbles, but it's fully there. It remains inside the coffin completely. So this is not very usual in common conditions. And therefore, if tarvad rekev is the only thing that remains from the body, and that's how the people of Tchias HaMesim are going to get up, like the opinion of Rabbi Kive, so then it's a new body. There's no Tumas Maga. That was the basis on their, of their question. And to this Rabbi Shumach Hanania answered, Lecheshe Meisher Meshe Rabbeinu Iman, and meishe Rabbeinu will come with them. On the the explanation on this, and the Rebbe will answer his question of why it says Moham. We know now why it says because it's a specific question about this generation of Moshe The Rebbe will explain the Diakey Imahem. So the explanation is It says in the tanchume, in this week's Parshah, Parshas Chukas. Why did Moshe Rabbeinu not enter into Eretz Yisrael? So the mashal is as follows: a shepherd that went out with his sheep, and the sheep got captured. So the, the shepherd comes back, empty handed he wants to come back and be invited back into the palace of the king. So the king tells him, If I let you back in here like nothing happened, they'll say that you're the one that caused the, this sheep to be uh, to be captured, and you just walked away, and, and you didn't take responsibility. Afkah so sautu by maishara bainu amalaq kada sparu kulu maishara ebesa sesta maishara bainu shifakha hu your praises i should say so shishmiri boy you took out 600,000 people from its rain and then what happened kvatamba midbar you buried them all in the midbar here va to magnes and now you're going to enter into it all with a different generation so, now people are going to say, the Meisiyah Midbar, you forsake them, you left them, and you have a new generation that you became their leader, and they're gone. They won't have any portion for Mabah." Therefore, the Hebrews tells Moshe Rabbeinu, rather, you should be with them and they're suffering. And you should come together with them. That's the Medrash. So here we have a very powerful point. As a yes, Moshe Rabbeinu, is given Roi Shal Yisrael. Since Moshe Rabbeinu is the shepherd of Yidden, vizei the Deira Midbar, then in is begufim, and he was a, a, a leader and a shepherd of the Eden, specifically, whom not of their souls, but of their souls in their bodies. Those people that he took out of Mitzrayim and those people that were buried in the Midbar. Was and we see this also in the lifetime of Moshe Rabbeinu. As duruch, is duruch gewenn, nit nur Rabbeinu was not only the source of teaching and taida and whatever there was. At was das, is zu nischam, is and even this taida was only granted to the Yidden here below in their bodies. Gashmias. Even the Ashpas even the Gashmias, the Ashpas <speaking in> the <language> the mon which originally came in the S'chus of Maisha and the mon and the bayre shalmiriam which were in the sorry, the bayre Miriam and the which were in the S'chus of Aaron and Miriam after they passed away all returned in the S'chus of Maisha. So ultimately all Gashmias comes from Maisha. He's not only a shepherd for their Ruchnias, but even for their Gashmias. So what did Elchle Asadlavay z'chdaven umkaren mitn Daira midmar nishamis v'zei zenen begufim dafka. He comes back with this generation, and he's returning with them with their bodies, the same bodies that he took out of Mitzrayim. He's going to return with them. Lo Asadlavay dinishamis begufim. So what do we understand from this? And thus, Rabbi Shua ben Chananyah Geemfer lekeshayavei Meisher Rabbeinu imah. He's saying, let's see Meisher Rabbeinu is going to come with them. In other words, the question is, what's going to be the nature of the Tchiyas HaMaisam of the Deirah Midbar? Like the opinion of Rabbi Kiva, that their bodies will completely crumble, and they, therefore the Tchiyas Mason will be like a new body? Or no, like the opinion of Rabbi Lazar, that it will be like everybody else's Tchiyas HaMaisam from the Etzim Luz. So he's answering them, since Meish Rabbeinu is coming with them, this tells us how Tchiyas HaMaisam will happen. As Meish Rabbeinu Yavi Imahem, he comes along with them and therefore from this it will be clear as Yeshlam Chelik Lailam Abba Vi mesha, that they have a portion of Teila Abba, like Moshe himself. as it Therefore, the bodies that Moshe Rabbeinu, his generation, his people, that he took out of Mitzrayim, is those bodies that Moshe Rabbeinu is waiting to come back with, and just like Moshe Rabbeinu, the had some laws. And therefore they will need to have Azar by the time of Tcheis HaMesem. And if it turns out that Moshe Rabbeinu will not come along with them, is also the 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 that they have no portion in and Abu, which means not that they don't have a portion at all, but on the Tchiyah Bet Zayim from Tavid Rekev, their Tchiyah is different, their body crumbles completely, and it's only from the spoonful of Rekev that the Tchiyah happens. then they will not need so that's what he was saying. Let's see if Moshe comes along with them and then their triyus amesim is like Moshe own triyus amesim that the bodies themselves are coming along like what it says in the Medrash, based on the Medrash. Or no, or maybe there's a different opinion not like what it says in that Medrash that Moshe Rabbeinu's will be separate from them and therefore their triyus amesim is from Tarvaderekev. Rekev. So finally after all of this the Rebbe comes back to the original Yalkut in the beginning of the Siche to explain what are the two things that it said there one talking about negah B'meis and one talking about negah bnos shonames what are the what is the Chiddush of each one of these points oich dem Chiddush in divrei hayalkut we can understand the Chiddush of the two cases in the yalkut very simply that asdlimo the first point that the yalkut is saying is Be B'meis tome the only one that touches a mace is Tomei, but the mace himself is not Tomei. Here, as we have already explained before regarding this Yalkot, it's coming to make the very point itself as the nature of Tumas Mace, as mace atzmai is nit Tomei, that this is an unbelievable thing. The mace himself is not Tomei. On that is mitama under the nor but yet he's the greatest source of tuma for anyone that touches him. So this has to be a decree of Akasov canal. There's no way to understand this. That's the first point here. is as by a is as So therefore, a person that's now alive, so then there is no tuma mitzad Akasov. The tuma of the xayris was when he's a mace. So then he's a source for tuma. Once there's a chai, that's mitayir. There is no xayris hakasov, as the Rebbe had mentioned before this. Now here comes the second point. As negeya b'meis tomei, ve'ein b'meos shol shonamus tomei, the one that touches a mase is tomei, but not one that b'meos shol shonamus, is not tomei. da is nit oiftu as az er z nit metame andere lach reshochoya. Here the point is not about the fact that once he's alive, he's not metama others. Az eviya meis. Like a mace is not metame others. Does veis from canal that we know from the previous point. Once he's alive, of course he doesn't transmit tumah. Nor as is the in The point of here that we're saying is that he will not be tome because of touching his body when he became revived. In other words, the Rebbe is connecting the second point in the Yalkut to the whole discussion and the question that we have regarding Tchies Mason, which is not a question regarding the Tumas Mace itself that was there before, whether it continues now. It definitely doesn't. But the question is whether a negia, the Tumas mace, will apply over here. And the, and the Medrash is saying that by the Ben Ashonamis, the negia of touching the body that was dead before and now it's alive. The negia of Toma also does not apply regarding the Ben Hashanames. So, therefore, this is something which is relevant for the Ben Hashanamis himself. Therefore, it didn't speak about the Metame others. That's Pashta, that it's not Metame others. Vas is moving with So, with this, we understand also very simply, Vas us up for Bemes. Why we're learning this out from the Pashtic where it says Negea Bemes. Even though, as we just said, the main point over here is regarding the status of the Ben Hashanames himself, not regarding the Ben Hashanames touching someone else. That's poshit that there's no tumah. So why are we learning it out from the pasuk where it says Nigaye bemes? Oichdo is the Adgoshe, bemes because over here the emphasis is touching a mace. Even regarding the Ben Hashanames himself, what's relevant is whether the Ben Hashanames touched himself when he by the time of Tchiasa mason. Just like before, where the discussion was regarding that only touching a mace's is and not the mace himself. We're not discussing the mace himself. He's not dead anymore. Once he's revived, he's alive. There is no tome in the mace itself. That's posher. The question though is, not the tum as meis, the of the b'meis. That's what's negi over here. So it's very perfectly understood. On one hand, it says the loshen negi e b'meis. And yet, the relevance of this is regarding the Ben Ashkenaz himself, not regarding anybody else. It's regarding the Ben Ashkenaz himself, whether he touched himself at that point of Tchias Amesim when he was revived. So now, the das is body, and then was in den dritten scheile haben sie gefragt. So this explains when it came to the third question. That was asked in the Gemara. So they asked, "Meisim la'asid <laughs> lavai, tsrichen azah shlishi yishvi, or ein tsrichim?" The meisim la'asid lavai, whether they touch themselves and therefore nir or not. And they have by Ben gufe And they didn't follow up in the third question, asking this very question regarding the Ben Ashunamis that they just spoke about. In other words, the question that I is discussing is why Take isn't the Halacha. Why is it so clear and simple by the Ben Ashunamis that that moment when he's revived? And you have a live body that touched the dead bodies, is there a, a negia be here or not? Why isn't that question taka being asked regarding the bena shonamis? Why is that so obvious that there is no negia here? And we only ask the question regarding triessa Mason. So the answer is as follows. The whole question here is about the fact that they touched themselves. The question is not about whether that Tumas Mace that was there before continues after Thiyasa Mason, that's Pashat. There is question that maybe the, the the body that was now created from the mace. And it, therefore, there's a here, here, is only by tchias Mason. It's a the negiya from from in the nishar from guf The way the body is constructed from what's left over of the body that was not alive, whether it touched that part of the body, and therefore it became tummy. It only here could you have such a question or not? by but by the case of the ben ashenamis is pshitile d'lebayazah. Here they wouldn't ask such a question. It's obvious that no azah is required. Chalosh not Taisus. Taisus says this. Varon, the girl from Ben Asher Namis is Nitn Shtanikavon. This body never changed. It was the very same body that was the same the entire time. It remains the exact same the entire time. Going back to the example of the mission in Kalim, where you have a bed that breaks and loses its status as a bed, and now it touched, it creates a new bed, or you touched it before it was, it was it totally broke. So here you have the discussion of an entity that changed and now was formed again, whether the new entity touched part of the Tumma that was there before or not. So that's relevant by Trias Samesim as well, when you have the leftovers of the previous body, that then you construct on that the rest of the body, whether it touched what was left over. But when you have one body that's there the entire time, and everything is the exact same, there's no touching of one entity of another. So over here, there's definitely no concept of Tumas Mage. The Eshloyma, the Sigden or we could say this in a different way. Here the I is sort of going to say the opposite. By Ben, by ben Shenamis... When it comes to the ben shanamis, is the tchirya given? How does tchirya Mason take place here? lava. This is a different type of chirya shamesim. It's not like it happens lasad lava. When so gin, as der Gov is nistakn venivne that the Abisha takes this remnants of the body and fixes it and builds it, constructs it. He takes the very the leftovers and like in the case of the bed, where you take the what's left of the bed and you add the supports to build it again. No in chadasha. You take a body which is dead and you blow a new life into it and you completely transform it. Not by building it, not like not by the to fashioning it like the Mishalim in, in the Gemara, fashioning it like glass, or like a craftsman that creates out of mortar or whatever. The, the, the body that was dead. Has this complete turn turnover by through Elisha blowing a new life into it. It's like a different body, a new, a new life, a new neshama, a new entity. A having an entity of a dead body, suddenly and instantly turning into a live body. So it's like a new entity altogether. and especially, as we, as we said before, is by by Ben, ben Shanamis is Nafshole his his own soul that departed, never returned is if it's a different life so it's a new person it's a different personality a whole new entity that's what happened here so there's no continuation we're not taking something from before that was broken or disintegrated for the most part and reconstructing it it's just a a complete turnover in one instant to create a new entity of a live person is done it is here this entire concept of touching yourself is, 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 doesn't fit at all. Doesn't, it's, not, it's not relevant. You're not reconstructing a remnants that it touched it, and therefore over here it's a completely new entity that's now alive. That's the reason why, by the Ben Hashanames, the Yalkith simply says that the Ben Hashanames himself is not Tomei because of touching himself. So now, after all of this, we've explained the Gemara, the three cases, we've explained the Yalkut. But here, whatever treats us and brings us another point and another approach of how we can understand the uh, three questions of the Anshe Alexandria. Another approach that we could say, at least, very concisely in understanding the uh, questions of the Anshe Alexandria. And with this explanation here, it'll be sweetened and understood. Thus far. Alexandria Dafke is given Why these three questions were specifically a questions that the Yidin in Alexandria asked? What's, uh, what's the connection Dafke Those Yidin of Alexandria have these questions. We'll begin with the following introduction. What's unique about Yidin living in Mitzrayim, Alexandria? Alexandria is the by Mitzrayan. You're not allowed to return in Mitzrayim. Alexandria being part of Mitzrayim is included in this Isra, not to return to Mitzrayim. So, what are they doing in Mitzrayim? How are they living in Mitzrayim? So, we can say as follows that their reasoning was was They arrived there just temporarily for business purposes or whatever it was, with not with the intent to. To live there permanently. And for that it's permitted. You're not, just not, you're not allowed to go back for, to be there permanently. But you're allowed to go back there temporarily. <laughs> so now even though later they did remain there and they lived there. <laughs> and they never left. So it seems to be a mistake here. It should be is. So you, you follow the situation that wasn't the beginning. That was their opinion. Let's look at what was in the beginning. When we came, the action of entering into Mitzrayim, we came with the intent to be here temporarily. So when we entered, we weren't over the Yisr. The fact that later situation changes, and now there's a new situation that we're here permanently, we're not over the Yisr. That was their thinking. Now, in order to clarify this, they they were asking the following three questions but really, they wanted to see what Rabbi Shubh and Hanania is gonna to say to get the answer to their predicament, living in Mitrayan. First question was Aishus Light, the wife of Light. Now over here you have a similar thing. nitziv Melech If you look at who she is now, it totally changed. There's a new entity here. She's a piece of salt. Abet Chilasa is the But look at who she was at the beginning. In the beginning, she was, she died, she was she was she was a human being. And therefore, this is a dead body. And therefore, looking at who she is in the beginning, she should be a source of tuma. So therefore, the question in essence is, do we look at the condition of what it is now that it changed into, or do we look at the source of where it came from? Similar to their question regarding them being a Mithrayim. al Ben-Shanamis, or... If that case is too radical, such a massive change from being a human being, a body of a person, to becoming a piece of soul, that's a very big change. Or at least you could ask the question by the Ben beguf. So there is a change that takes place. Before it was dead, now it's alive, but it's the same body. At least it's, it's not the same soul as we said before, but at least it's the same body. So therefore we could say that maybe the tumma that was there before continues even later. Because even though now it's alive, but it's the same body that had Tome before when it was dead, or transmitted Tome. Or the next question they asked, I'll call or, or even if you're going to say that by the Ben Shanamist, it's a very big change, because even though it's the same body, but it's not the same soul, so therefore over here, it's a new soul, a new entity, and therefore we don't look at who it was before, but by Tries HaMaisim, it's the same body Remnants of the same body that's being built again. And Abisha returns the very same soul. So maybe over here, I should say, Yitzruchu Azah, that they need Azor. Maybe that Tumah that's there before continues even later after Tchiyas HaMesim because it's a continuation. It's, it's the same body and the same soul. So the Rabbi here seemingly is not going back to the Pshat that he said before about Negei Bemes, that their question over here was only about Negei Bemes. The question was whether the Tumah of the body before continues after three even though the condition changes but maybe we'll look at the cause in the beginning, how it started off. And even if the condition changes later, it, c- it still continues. And the change is not such a big change. It's, it's really the same entity. It's the same body. It's the same soul. And the Rebbe adds, Vibalt from the time when a person is born. So he's born mitem you're born with the command as odom ki when you die. So then an darv ashlishi This is a command that's given to this person from the the moment that he's born he's born with his gulf and with his neshama and we tell this person of with this gulf and neshama when your neshama departs from your body so then you require hazard there's a tome here and now the very same person that received this command the gulf and the nishama, when he was born so later by trier samasim it's the same entity that is here again so maybe it's considered to be a continuation. That same mitzvah that he got when he was born, that the should spoke to him, is now the very same entity, and therefore the Tumma should continue. That's the basis of their question. So they were really asking this question to get the answer to their situation in Mitzrayim. Could they rely on this heter of saying that because we entered Lachatchila, not on the plan to, to remain here, so therefore now, even though the situation changed, we can look at the situation, how it began in the beginning. That's a completely different chat, very bhakitzer, to explain what their questions were about. So now the rebit concludes, Vihinei, Kol Yisral, Yeshlam, Khiliklailama Badimishna tells us all of Yidn have a portion Taylama bo. Allah veljstein the Shomas Bagufum. Everybody will get up with their bodies. So now, based on what we said before, it would come out that we will need to have azar, because there will be a, ma- a nagia and the a mace, because the way Tchis HaMesim happens is, through the etzim luz, and therefore the new body constructed on this etzim luz touched a mace, and it would be, need azar. <inaudible> Nevertheless, we can say, <inaudible> when, through the fact that a person learns teyre today, <inaudible> you won't need to have this azar, l'asad love <inaudible> Agam, as by Yed nein blight like the Metzim Luz, even though that Metzim Luz remains, and you touched it when your body was constructed. Val virazal zogin, because, Razal telos, kol ha'meshtamish ba'er teireh, anyone that uses and learns the light, with the light of teireh, or teireh mechayeyu, it's the light of teireh that will be the source of your Tchir Sameisim. Or another version in the Medrash, or the Vidaloshin, tal teireh mechayeyu, the dew of teireh will revive you. As bishas, the Tchir, is al yedeh or teireh ve tal teireh, if the source of your triyasa mason comes from the light, or the dew of teyda, is gufe metayer The teyda itself, the light and dew of teyda, at the time of triyasa mason, which is the moment when the source of tummah takes place, that you touch the tummah, the teyda will be mechayayu, and therefore you will not need any azar,